Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Emergency medical unit, respond to 102 Maple Avenue, possible stroke victim. When stroke occurs, you have 60 minutes to win or lose the race of your life. There are new treatments, but you must get to a hospital fast. If you suddenly feel weakness on one side, have trouble speaking, walking, or seeing, it could be a stroke. Call 911. Get to a hospital. Because how you spend the next 60 minutes could determine how you spend the rest of your life. Stroke. Know the signs. Act in time. A message from the National Institute of Neurological Disorders and Stroke. Good evening, good evening, and welcome to a special edition of Saturday Mornings with Joy Keys. I know, it's not Saturday, it's Thursday, but I have a prime, wonderful actress that I thought you guys should hear from, who is on one of the new and exciting shows on FX Network called Snowfall. The new season, which is the fourth season, starts February 24th at 10 p.m. Eastern, uh, the next day, you can watch it FX on Hulu. You can check them out on Instagram, Snowfall FX, Twitter, Snowfall FX, and Facebook, Snowfall FX. You don't want to miss. It's going to be a two-episode, amazing, mind-blowing thing that's going to happen with the fourth episode. I can't tell you what's going to happen. I really want to. I can't, though. So anyway, the actress. Is <laughs> the actress that's on tonight? Uh, you probably have seen her in Ray Donovan. You might have seen her in Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Um, she's currently uh, in the Denzel Washington movie, The Little Things, um, and she is in Snowfall, and she plays the mom of the main character. It's Michael Hyatt. Good evening. Good evening. Hello. Good to be here. Thank you so much for taking your time talking to us this evening. I told you earlier when I saw you on Snowfall, I was like, oh, my God, I love her. And I say that because Mm -hmm. I wish I saw you more often. It's like you're one of those Mm -hmm. actors or actresses that we don't see you a lot, but it's like you're there. And I'm like, can you bring her forward more and, you know, give her the Mm. Oscar or Tony or something? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Diva. I appreciate that. Oh, well, let's talk about how you started. You know, your family, your father was an actor. Can you talk to us about that? Absolutely, yeah. My father, uh, Charles Hyatt, was an actor in in England and in Jamaica. When he and mom married, they were born and raised in Jamaica. And when he and my mother married, they moved to England so he could pursue his art. Um, lived there for 20 years and then... Uh, returned when Jamaica had gained its independence and was building up the country. Um, it was important to the prime minister then to to um, artistic awareness. Um, and he brought all the artists mm-hmm. back from England and Canada and wherever they were. And um, so we all moved back, you know, we moved to Jamaica and, and uh, he continued his art there. And then mom and dad... The divorced, um, 
and my brother, my sister, and I came to the States with mom. Mom is a, um, a museumologist. She's a museum director, um, an artist in her own way. Um, and, you know, I, I grew up, you know, in Jamaica watching my father perform on stage and and then came to this country and had no idea that it would be my own calling. Um, Did it you wasn't feel a choice, pressure? it was a calling. Did you feel mm-hmm. pressure to live up to, like, how your father was? No. Was he critiquing your no. work or no? No, not at all. No, uh, my my unfortunately, my father was an absent parent in in our lives. Once we once the family separated and we moved to this country, mm. he was incredibly intermittent. But he wasn't. He he didn't raise us. Um, so okay. after ten, I didn't have the the privilege of sharing my art with him um, on a day to day basis. You know, sharing my discoveries and stuff. That that was you know it was just knock about do the best you can kind of thing um mm-hmm. it it was it was but the, the beautiful thing is because of my mother's experience um living around artists her whole community was what are visual artists but she understood the world of an artist and she was incredibly supportive of me pursuing being an actor um, and I, I grew up to understand that that was very rare because when I got into grad school, I met several uh, colleagues who uh, came from, you know, this is when I was doing my master's degree, who came from yeah. a bachelor's in medicine or a bachelor's in law or a bachelor's in English. Or, and, and, you know, it was forbidden that they thought of being an actor. So they were going against the grain of their family and their culture. I was grateful enough to have the kind of parent that saw in me um, what was my light and, and supported it. And thank God for that made the journey so much easier. Yeah. There are many parents who are not going to pay for schooling. If the, if the child says, I want to be an artist, you know, whether it's a musician or actor a, a, a visual artist that is a fact in our culture that Absolutely. like you said you know you got to have a day job you know what's your real career um i think though oh. now in schools they're making more the business of art uh like people have classes the universities are now having classes on really trying to help the children and and, and students learn the business of art and not just you oh, know this good for them yeah, there's good for them on that. that is something. I, and I think that's important. That is something I did not have throughout my mm-hmm. education. And like I said, I went to a master's program. I remember that was thought of in uh, uh, my grad school was three years, and in the third year, I remember there was one seminar, maybe two hours, where they brought in. I don't know, maybe he was a casting director or, or, or an accountant or something um, and talked about, you know, one day you'll make some money and when you do, you should think of this, this, this. Of course, it was in <laughs> one ear and out the other because, you know, yeah. it was one seminar after the, the end of three years where we're, you know, um, eager to, to, to graduate and get the first job. We weren't thinking about, you know, making a whole bunch of money or anything. I, I, but, but 
having been in the business as long as I have, I, you know, and and I am raising a child now, whatever I teach him, whatever it is that he aspires to do, he must do business management. He must understand whether he takes some classes in high school, he takes a few electives in college, I don't care, but he must Mm -hmm. understand how to respect, honor, and protect his money and to see himself as 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 uh, a businessman, you know, yeah, enjoy the passion of whatever it is you do. Yes, you are a product for sale, and you must protect your product. You must honor and respect your product, and and because you will teach others how to treat you, and you must honor that, so that the people around you will honor that, right? Because the energy you give off is what you receive. So it, it's yes. a conversation that I'm constantly having with my 10-year-old. It's very difficult because, you know, young artists are eager to get whatever mm. job they can get. Do you remember your first audition at all outside of school? Mm. Well, yes. The first audition was um, Shakespeare in the Park in New York. Oh, um, I love that. Yes. I've been there. Oh, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. In Central Park, you know the show? Yes. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. it, it was, it was, what was it? It wasn't Coriolanus. I think it was Henry V or something. I don't remember. But I, okay. you know, I was a lady in waiting, and I, and I remember I had to prepare my monologue. And, you know, the public theater was, thankfully, the public theater was, almost across the street from, from NYU. So I was very familiar because we would go over and see their, their works in progress all the time. So I knew the public right. theater, but it was the first time that I was walking in there as an actor looking for a job. So that was very intimidating. Um, but thankfully I got the job and, and didn't have one line, but, uh, but, you know, just being on that stage with all of those people, it was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. Yes. Outside everything. I, right. I read somewhere that you, um, were an assistant to Spike Lee when you were in grad school. Is that, is that true? Before grad school, before. Oh, before I grad was, school. Oh, yes. It was actually the year that I got into grad school. I was, oh, that's funny. That's so interesting. Yes. Yeah, so I was living in New York. I, I actually left, I went to Howard. I left Howard before I graduated because um, I flunked my last theater history class because I was taking, I got bored with school and I was a terrible okay. student, and, and, and I, there was an internship at Shakespeare at the Folger. It, it was a major Shakespeare regional house in D.C., and they, okay. they, had a, they had a workshop. And so I auditioned for the workshop, and I got it. And it, was, it conflicted with my theater history class. And I said, well, poop, I'm, I'm, I'm going out there. I'm, I want to work. I want to be in the world. So I did it, mm-hmm. and I, did, I had a great time, but then I failed my theater history. So I was supposed to spend a whole semester, which I wasn't going to do, and I said, forget this, I'm leaving. So I went to New York, um, and I was living my life, and I, I, had, I was just bumping around working at the, what was then A&S 
uh, department store, which is now Macy's in downtown Brooklyn. And, and I was just like, this is ridiculous. I'm not doing anything. And, you know, uh, what's it called? The, the backstage newspaper Yelp was, backstage, was yes. backstage was the only thing I could, you know, cattle calls and, you know, you pay them so that you can be in a show kind of stuff. And I was like, this is for the birds. This ain't for me. I can't do this. There is something more in my life. So I found a school in uh, New York that was willing to, a Howard was willing to accept my last three credits from a school in New York. I took my theater history class and passed it, and so I was able to graduate. Then I found, while I was doing some Penny Annie show in New York, I found somebody, it's all word of mouth, somebody, because work begets work. I don't care if you need not getting paid. You just have to be in the community of people like-minded people who are hustling all for the same thing. Somebody said, yes, you know, there is, uh, uh, what's his name? Spike Lee is looking for interns for his next thing. Well, all I have okay. here is Spike Lee. So I filled right, right. out, you know, I, I sent, uh, you know, 40 acres and a mule. I sent a letter, and lo and behold, I got in. They, they, they took me in as a PA uh, for New Jersey Drive, which he didn't direct. He produced. Um, I don't even know what that, I don't think it did very well, but yeah, it was, it was a film, uh, that he produced, but from that, okay. uh, I, I was working as a PA, but because I had my union card, my SAG card from doing. Wow. That's tough. Yeah. That's, oh, that's yeah, tough yeah. to get your SAG I, card. Yeah. I did a commercial in New York. I had some audition from backstage that I went on. And, you know, there are no coincidences in life. You are put in places to lead you to the next place in your life. So I was at this, this silly audition, and, but it was, a, it was a, a building where a lot of casting went on, and there was this whole floor where there were tons of other auditions going on. And while I was okay, yeah. the other one, somebody grabbed me and said, you're right for this part. I need you to audition for this commercial. I was like, okay, whatever. So I went in, I auditioned for the Maryland Lottery, funny enough, because I used to live in Maryland. But anyway, for, for Maryland Lottery, and I got the, I got the part. So I, Did he look I it got there? my SAG card. It's, it's everything. You look at your life in hindsight and you realize, wait a second, there, isn't, there aren't any coincidences. You are put in places to lead you down Where the path you need to if be. you so choose to accept it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I yep. have my SAG card. I was, I was, uh, uh, so while I was working on that show, they hired me as an extra so that I could earn a few bucks. And, and then is when I got my letter to, uh, my letter of acceptance to NYU. There you go. Amazing. Well, we have a caller, uh, Michael, we have a caller. So let me, uh, let me pick up the call here. Let's see. Good evening. Uh, thank you for calling into the show. Can you hear me? This is seven, eight, nine, eight calling in. Yeah, uh, it's so great to hear just uh, everything you said about being in the right place and, like, no no mistakes um, were made and everything is happening as a coincidence. I would, I would just totally love to know, you know, what would you recommend for any actors or actresses who are still, you know, waiting for those coincidences to line up? Like, how did you stay on top of your craft? Um, when you were waiting for, you know, the next oh, thing to happen? 
I good question. Good question. You know, I, I, <laughs> thank you. I thank you, sister, and thank you for calling and caring. I appreciate that. I did. I was bored out of my skill doing selling perfume or whatever I was selling at A and S at, at at Macy's, and I just I, I I downplay backstage, but wherever you are in the country or the world, there is something artistic out there. It may, it may not pay you anything. It may not, it may not have a huge, a huge audience, but it is an opportunity to do something, even if it is the audition alone, even if it doesn't promise you a job. Say yes to your art, and especially as we're living now in COVID. You don't have that many opportunities to, no, um, you don't exactly, have that many opportunities exactly. to do stuff. So just read some plays, work on some things. There are a lot of Zoom uh, meetings. Get together with other artists that you know and, and do a play reading. Do something so that you can keep that spirit in you alive. Because when, if art is your calling, what, whether it be the visual arts or performing arts, whatever, it is your calling. It is your truth. Find a way to make that live. Say yes to it. The most important thing, say yes to your art. The way will come. Mm. Don't, look for, don't look for the way. The way will come to you. It's just a matter of being willing to say yes so that when that yes comes, you know what it is and you jump on it right away. It's so true because so many times in my life, it's crazy things have happened. Like I have a theater background and I remember one time I was late for an audition and now you don't want to be late for an audition. Like that's like the worst thing that happened. And I was like, Oh my mm. God, I got lost. I took the wrong train. I was trying to get to the Bronx. I was supposed to be the six, but I think I got on the three, who knows? So anyway, I finally got there. Um, crazy enough. I ended up getting the part and I ended up being able to go to Poland, but I almost Look gave at up. That. Because I was like, I'm late. It's not, there, there's no way. Like, you know how many people probably mm. line. I've just, uh, and then something just said, just go. Just go anyway. You're always in right. New York anyway. Just go get on the train. You got the right train. Now go there. And, and it happens. And, and, and it's, other things in my life have happened that way as well. Okay, we have another caller here. It's uh, 8504 uh, number. Thank you for calling in. You have a question? Uh, I have a comment. I just wanted to thank Michael for her most recent statement about say yes to your art and how yes. inspirational that is. Um, I'm in my 70s. I'm a lapsed artist, mm. and mm. I have at least one good friend who gets on me frequently. Um, I chose a different career path, but when I heard you say, you know, say yes to your art, I feel really mm. deeply inspired to take some action, like tonight, to do something oh. that will take me to the next step. So I just wanted to thank you for being there, for pressing forward under difficult circumstances. Um, yeah. Your characters, your characterization, especially in Snowfall and Ray Donovan, are stunning because I remember the first time I was watching Ray Donovan, I said, oh, these people are in so much trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Thank oh, you so mother. much for calling in. Thank you very much. You are Thank so you. wonderful. You. I am so grateful to you for saying that, Mother. Oh, my goodness, you touched me. It is so important. I don't, 
it is if if that if clearly that's the energy that 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 this 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 journey that we're on in this moment is taking us the uh, the, the truth the reality of how powerful that yes is. It's not just saying yes to your art because not everybody that's listening to this is an artist. It's it's so so it's it, take I the think art it's saying out of yes it if to you to your, your to, your, to your goal. Yes, to your, your truth. truth. Yes. The thing that speaks to you when everything else is silent. That is your truth. Hone in on that. And whether or not it looks like it's logical in the world, like people are going to understand it or like it or embrace it, none of that matters. What matters is that you say yes to your truth because you're saying yes to yourself. And without that yes, well, now, you cannot progress. Let me, let me just say one thing, though. Your son on the show, Franklin Saint, believes he's on the right path and that he's saying yes to his truth, and, and mm. you're trying to, to get him to go a different way. You know, um, you know kids don't listen to their parents uh, very rarely until after the fact, and Franklin feels that this is his path, and you're like, can we go another way, son? <laughs> right, right. Franklin's truth is to be a successful entrepreneur, to change his community for the better. That is what he wanted to do when he started this. At, nobody knew where this thing, this powder, this cocaine thing was going to take our world, our community. But his ultimate desire was to do something good for his community, for his mother, for his family, and for his extended community in South Central. Yes, there are many times when you fall, you, you, you lose sight of your ultimate truth, and you get caught up in some, some you know, mess. Sorry, I don't want to curse on your show. And yes, no, sometimes okay. we get sidelined. Sometimes we get sidelined. But, well, time will tell. We'll see where the show takes us. But, Yes, we cannot tell them what happened. No, no. Even in Franklin, he is looking for a way out. He is looking for a way to finish this and start something new. Or, or to how does he move this into something that does serve his community? That's why he pulled his mother back in and said, "Help me clean this money. What can we do? Let's buy a whole bunch of properties. Let's. How can we make this work for our community? You know." Trying to be so now, his best self. Mm-hmm. Let me just let the audience know if they don't know that, you know, Snowfall is in the fourth season. It's going to be airing mm-hmm. on uh, February 24th, 10 p.m. Eastern. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be a back-to-back episode. Uh, now, one of the things they also may not know, John Singleton is the creator of Snowfall. Mm-hmm. How was your experience mm-hmm. working with um, John Singleton, and, and what are your John memories of Singleton, him? John Singleton, John Singleton's memories. It doesn't even feel like that. I forget he's dead, man, for real. Mm-hmm. Um, but my, my John has inspired me in so many ways. This arrogant, audacious man was to see this short African human being on the set, in the writer's room, doing his thing, was 
incredibly, incredibly uh, inspiring for me. And I, I can't even put into words. But And, and the beautiful thing about my, my experience with, with John was that I had, we, we as the cast, we, for the first three years, we traveled around the country promoting the show. Um, mm-hmm. And we had a chance to connect with each other, uh, all, you know, offset and, and on a personal level. And my God, that was just, it was just beautiful to hear him, the stories about his life and the stories about his life in the business, you know, and, and the many yeah. hurdles that he had to overcome. And thankfully, be, for his arrogance, because he believed in himself so much, he didn't allow the no's, the many, many no's that he encountered to deter him. And he stayed on his path with a passion. And whether he pissed people off, he didn't care because he knew what was worthy. And he knew that it was important that he told his story not sell it yes. to somebody else so that they can take a bite out of it and give the world their version. It was important that he, because he is the only person that can tell it in the way that he knows it's supposed to be told. Yes, it's that was unique. incredibly powerful to absorb from him. It was mind-blowing, and I'll take it for the rest of my life. Now, <laughs> I heard that you have auditioned for parts that were made for men. Is that true? Yes, that you used to go out for audi- absolutely yes. And, and tell the audience Look, why man. you were doing that. What, what, what was the reasoning? Look, because it wasn't enough in the '80s when I got out of grad school, and you know, I, I, I had moved from I chose to move from theater to television. The roles that were being created for women were not enough, and. Thankfully, I had the representation to say that, that, that supported the understanding of it's a cop. Who cares if it's a male cop or a female cop? The lines are still mm-hmm. the same. Why can't you go out for that? It's written for yes. a white man. Seems like it's right for you. And, it, and because of her audacity, I was able to, the first, the first uh, uh, recurring role I remember it was back in, um, it was back in whatever. Uh, it was called uh, the, the Beat or something like that. The role was written for an, uh, a white male cop. And I went in and I auditioned several times for the part and I got the part. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. What matters is you knowing who you are, you knowing what you have to offer. And especially now when we are in the midst of a reset revolution energy. Now is the time to say, no, 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 that is not, you cannot tell me who I am. I'm going to show you who I am. And I'm going to give you an opportunity to see something that you didn't have the willingness to see before, but you're going to see that it works. This is, if, if there was ever a time the age of Aquarius, the age of yes, it is now. Now is the time to be audacious enough to say yes to yourself and not live within the box that people create for you. I mean, and, and now is also, you know, I hate to put it this way and it sound kind of slipping, but black is in, you know, uh, women, women are in, mm. you know, women doing a variety of things is in. 
let me ask you about scripts and learning your lines. Um, do you have a special process? Um, do you like play it on the tape? Um, you have software because there's like software. Another guest I had on, they, there's a special software they use. What, what do you do to to memorize your mm. lines and scripts? Um, I connect to the story that's being told. Simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, in in my experience, if you lend yourself, once you decide that you are going to do a script. If you just give yourself to the moment, and I'm just saying just that scene, if you give yourself mm-hmm. to that, the truth of that moment and you absorb it as your own, then it becomes a part of your being. And then it's not a matter of, I mean, yes, of course, you go through the technical thing of repetition, you know, doing it over and over. You know, what, when you're, you know that you have it when you can walk and talk, when you can grocery shop and you can say your lines and the thing, when you could not, when you're driving, because I did do that and I got into an accident. Uh-oh. But when you Oops. can take Uh-oh. a shower and you know your lines, when you can work out and you know your lines, then you know you know them, right? But it's really mm-hmm. just connecting to the truth of the moment, um, allowing your being to absorb it, and then it becomes a part of you. Now, you are doing some great things. You're in the Denzel Washington film, The Little Things. How was that? Mm. Denzel is like, you know, a goat, you know, greatest of all time actors, I believe, um, oh, up great. there. Good and oh, yeah. um, yes. were, were, were you nervous? Do you guys know each other from before? And it was like no big thing. It was like, oh, hey, Denzel, what's up? You know. <laughs> no, no. I had not met Denzel Washington before. Um, and was I nervous? Hell yeah, I was nervous. Hell yeah, I was nervous. Nah. And that just, uh, that just required me, it just allowed me to ground myself even more in my truth. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, 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 when, when you become that starstruck, you can't work. So as much as, much as I, everybody, is in awe of this, this artist, there was no time for that. What I had to do it's focus on the truth of my character, the truth of the story, the truth of our relationship. Once again, ground yourself in the truth and so mm-hmm. that I could be present in front of this person who is my scene partner. That's where it had to. All the you're a celebrity and I'm in awe of you, but I saw almost all of your films and all that, that had to go away. But what was lovely okay. is he was, oh, he, he was so welcoming of, once he respected my art and my process, uh, it was effortless. We, we connected uh, on an artistic level, and, and he, is, he is an incredibly spiritual man. Um, and we connected on a spiritual level. We talked about all kinds of stuff. It was a beautiful, beautiful artistic and spiritual experience. Absolutely. Wow. All right, just, we're going to do some silly things here. What's your favorite Jamaican food? Escovich your favorite fish. Jamaican food? Escovich and fish. what is that made of? Like, what kind of fish is it involved in the special sauce? Can you tell us about that? It, it, yeah, good luck. I've not ever cooked okay. Escovich fish. I, my, okay. my favorite, the meal that I prepare because it's the only thing that my son will eat on a regular basis is curry chicken, curry chicken, brown rice, and greens. Um, but mm. the Escovich fish is usually snapper, 
and it's with a lot of, of uh, it, 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 it's, you know, like salt and pepper, not a lot of spices. And then you, okay. and then, and then you, then you, you fry it on both sides and then you seep it in, then you cook your onions and your scotch bonnet pepper, which is very hot pepper. And you, okay. you just let it, you just, and, and with vinegar and you just let it, and, and um, pimento seeds and you just let it pour over the, the fish and oh my God, it's so delicious! Mm, my mouth is watering. It's delicious. Where do you like to travel? Where's your favorite place to travel if you're going on vacation? Uh, well, I would say that is Jamaica. Uh, I love going back to Jamaica and hanging out there for a month and being with my brother who lives there with his two children. And then outside of Jamaica, I love London. I, I could okay. live in London tomorrow. And, uh, you know, I, I, every time I go there, I, I fall in love again, being in those theaters and just soaking up the spirit energy that, that lives in, in, in that space, the time. And then Italy. I love Italy. Those mm, Italy. Places. See, oh, yes. The food in Italy. Woo. Mm. Oh, it's sick. I'm telling it's you. It's sick. Well, it's the, sick. Food in, yes. the food in France, the food in France is fantastic just mouth dripping but lovingly respectfully i mean no disrespect french the, the french energy is not it doesn't hit me gutturally but the 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 italian energy i it really speaks to my heart yes now where where have you been in italy uh okay so went to venice uh went to rome venice rome okay. um uh pompeii um, uh, uh, yeah, that's Rome. Uh, Trastevere is a little <laughs> town right outside of Rome. It, it's, I just, I really love Italy. It was, it was beautiful. Venice is magical. Oh my goodness. It's just, it's magical. And the, the maze that is the, the, the city of Venice, you know, you just, these teeny weeny shops, these teeny weeny little roads that you, everything is walking, and then you, you, then you, you take the boat to the, you know, wherever you need to go. I love Italy. It's a beautiful, I love okay. the energy of the people. Now, um, if you have to travel, are you taking a train? Are you taking a plane? Wh- which one do you prefer? Are you walking? Like, what's your mode of transportation? You know, of course, once you get, get there on the plane, whatever, I would prefer the train. I really would. I love, I, I remember I overnighted in, uh, we were going from L.A. to Arizona, to, to Grand Canyon. At, with my, I took my mom on a trip, and I, we did an overnight on Amtrak. I love being on the train. And then when we were traveling in Europe, we, instead of flying from London to Italy to blah, 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 we took the train. I love yeah. The, the interacting with the people and just just the the pleasure of just relaxing and watching the the world go by and seeing the scenery and stuff. I like the train. I do the train. Okay. What's your favorite book to read that maybe you've read more than once? Jonathan Livingston Siegel by Richard Bach. Um, I read that. Oh my God! Yes. In, oh, honey. What? Honey. Yes. Yeah, oh. speak to me. Mm. Okay. I that the 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 it, it it spoke to my being when I was when I was in my twenties living in New York trying to figure out how to make this work. 
this, this being, this seagull, who refused to live in the box, you know, who was mm-hmm. left of center his whole life and decided, I want to follow my truth. I know it goes against the grain of everything that is around you, and I love you, but I have got to live my truth. That yeah. is the motto for my life. When you leave the house, what has to be in your pocketbook? Like, you have to have it, or you got to go back. Ooh. My wallet. <laughs> That's it. Just your wallet. Really. I'm, I'm not, I don't okay. have, you know, I'm not a things person. Just give me my wallet so that whichever where I want to turn, I, I'm covered. Oh, God, my cell phone, of course. I have to have my cell phone. Oh, see? I've got to have my cell phone. Yeah, I've got to be able to reach my son. Oh, my goodness. Well, this has been such a pleasure speaking with you. Uh, What can we expect, just real quick, any tidbits you can give the audience about what we're going to see from the mother uh, this season on Snowfall, or there's nothing you can say? No, you know, I, I, I will say this. Season four is the strongest season we have had yet, hands down. This, you know, when, when we took the hiatus, uh, when, when the country had to lock down, uh, yeah. it opened up a consciousness that was eye-opening. It turned us, it turned the show, it turned the consciousness of our producers and our writers into a very different direction. And it mm-hmm. forced us, not really forced us, but it guided us in a place that we may not have gone. We definitely wouldn't have gone had we not had that revolution. And because of the revolution, Snowfall is the same show, but on a hell of a different level, on a way higher level than, than it was before. And I think the audience is going to be quite pleased. Let me tell you, I've seen a couple of the episodes, and yes, they will be pleased. And I mean, the other seasons are awesome. So, so this season, no like doubt, said, is 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 really. I mean, it starts off the first ep- like. Let's just put it this way: Do not miss. Be by your TV on February twenty fourth at ten p.m. Eastern, FX. And if you can't make it that day, the next day, FX on Hulu. Check it out. Follow them on Instagram, Snowfall FX, Twitter, Facebook, Snowfall FX. Also, Michael Hyatt has her website, Michael Hyatt, the actor. I believe that's what it is. Yes? Yes, it is. MichaelHyattTheActor.com. You want to check her out, see what she's doing, see what she has been in. And, and let me, she's being very humble right now, but trust me, her resume is very impressive, okay? We talked about mm. Denzel, but... She has been in a lot of shit. Okay, I just cursed. Okay, I just want to say that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Anyway, thank you so much, Mike. I don't want to take any more of your time up. I really appreciate you coming on tonight. I honor all of you. I honor you, Diva Joy. I honor you. And I honor all of you that are listening and are willing to hear us listen. Thank you so much for sharing yourself with me. Thank you very much. You have a great weekend and much success with the show. Okay, talk to you later. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I just got off the phone with actress Michael Hyatt from FX Network Snowfall. Again, February 24th, 10 p.m. Eastern. You want to check her out. 
You can follow me at Joy Keys on Twitter. Also, check me out on Facebook, Saturday Mornings with Joy Keys, and on Instagram, Saturdays with Joy Keys. Also, email me. I'm Saturdays with Joy Keys at hotmail.com. You can check us out on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music iTunes, as well as here at Blog Talk Radio. I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. Check us out Saturday. Walter Mosley, a goat of writing, is going to be on. He's also executive uh, producer of Snowfall. He'll be on the show at 1130 a.m. Eastern. Also, we're going to be talking about how to create a healthy marriage on Saturday. So you can tune in to that. And happy Valentine's Day if I don't get to talk to you. Have a wonderful weekend. So, you want to be a hero. Here are some ways to get the job. Hunt down that killer shark. Or run into a burning house to save a kitten. Luckily, there's an easier way to become a hero. Call 911 if you see someone experiencing the symptoms of stroke. Sudden weakness on one side or trouble speaking, walking, or seeing. Stroke. Know the signs. Act in time. You'll be a real hero. A message from the National Institute of Neurological Disorders and Stroke. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.